Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Rail transportation and a proposed federal carbon tax are among the key issues to be discussed today and tomorrow at the APAS Board of Directors meeting in Moose Jaw. APAS President Todd Lewis says proposed rail movement legislation is not expected to pass before this fall, so farmers need adequate grain movement provisions from the federal government. I think the other major issue just short term will certainly be the uh, carbon tax or carbon strategy that we hope to see put in place you know, for the province, or at least talk about it anyway. You've got a lot of concerns about the proposed carbon pricing. Tell me about it. Well, you know, certainly agriculture is one of the industries that we're price takers, not price makers, and any added tax or surcharges on agriculture because of carbon. We, uh, you know, have a carbon footprint, certainly, when we're producing food, and uh, any of those costs to put Saskatchewan producers at a disadvantage when uh, in the international marketplace. So we certainly don't want to see those put upon us. The proposal would see agricultural fuel exempt from the carbon tax, but you still worried? Oh, uh, I mean, there's fuel's one one piece of it, but there's you know it's a broad range. Uh, fertilizer pricing, all of our inputs, one way or another, uh, will have some kind of sur- carbon surcharge on fuels. Just one of them, and chemicals, fertilizers, certainly even uh, delivery on equipment. There's it's a wide ranging multitude of uh, hidden charges that can all going to get passed down to the farmers and uh, ranchers in the province here, and there's really no way for us to recoup them because you know the majority of our uh, sales are export of course and so we're in an international marketplace so so those are some of the concerns and some of the the things we need to bring forward to the politicians that are going to uh, put this in place and that our concerns need to be recognized you'd also like to see some kind of reward program for farmers who have sequestered carbon through modern farming and ranching practices that's correct but you know it's more uh, recognition uh, a cap and trade system Although that'll be for the politicians to figure out. You know, I just think it's more of a long play for for our uh, ranchers and and farmers that, you know, we need to be recognized what we do. And internationally, there's a lack of recognition, uh, certainly for pasture and rangeland, carbon sequestration that occurs there. And uh, even the uh, other jurisdictions like the Alberta Protocol that is in place, that's old science now. There's much better uh, information now and the different crops that are growing uh, and the air seeder technology and direct seeding, you know, it's all it's all good. We uh, intuitively use less carbon on the farm because if you're burning fuel, you're burning carbon and if you're burning carbon, you're burning money. So, I mean, we're uh, always stri- striving for better efficiencies and I think we need uh, recognition for that. The APAS Board of Directors meeting will be held in Moose Jaw this afternoon and tomorrow. More than 40,000 people are expected to attend the Canada Farm Progress Show, which opens Wednesday at Evra's Place. Show manager Shirley Janasco says the show features 650 exhibitors with the latest in high-tech farm equipment. Janesco says the show will attract 700 international visitors from dozens of countries. We have some very unique countries that are coming back to us again this year, or to our show this year. Nigeria, we'll have a couple of representatives. We have a group from the Ivory Coast, Mongolia. We have about 50 people from Russia, Ukraine, Australia. We touch about 50 different countries throughout the world with our show. And why do they come to the show? to see the latest and the greatest and to uh, they're all intrigued with the technology that we have here in Canada and they come here because they have the opportunity to see it all in one spot. What is the range of exhibits? Oh, 
everything from like our 10 by 10 spaces up to, you know, 20,000 square feet. So we have some exhibitors bringing the full line, like Dagoman will bring every piece of equipment they have, as well as, you know, Brandt, as many of the large exhibitors take advantage of having this show in their backyard to be able to display all of their product. And, you know, we have small things as well. We have, uh, you know, 10 by 10s throughout the showgrounds, which offers you widgets and gadgets and, and, again, technology that you can purchase. How many exhibits do you have and how many new new inventions? We have about 650 exhibits this year, exhibit spaces, which takes uh, 1.9 million square feet of space. Half of them will be inside, half of them outside, so it's a lot of ground to cover. And in the Innovations Showcase, we have 14 innovations available, and they're scattered, some of them are throughout the show, but we're proud to have seven of them within the Innovation Pavilion this year. We also have a new program called Farmyard Inventions. We created a platform for farmers to come to the show and show what they've invented in their own backyard. So we've got three entries for that, and that is sponsored by PV Mart. So we're pretty excited to be launching that at our show, and we know that in the years to come, that area will grow. The Canada Farm Progress Show has an economic spin-off surpassing $300 million and opens Wednesday at Evra's Place. Western Beef Development Centre will hold its annual Summer Field Day tomorrow at the Tremonde Research Ranch east of Lanigan. The field tours will feature 15-minute talks from nine researchers, producers and veterinarians. WBDC economist Kathy Larson says those talks will revolve around the theme Managing for Efficiency. Topics on vaccination, new technology you could use such as parentage testing, being concerned with feed quality issues when we're talking about mycotoxins, use of winter feeding when we're talking about the swath grazing projects. And so, yeah, just look for a whole array of things that a producer can take home and apply on their operation. This will be the last Western Beef Development Centre field day at the Termunday Farm. Operations will transition to the new Livestock and Forage Centre of Excellence being built in the Clavette area. That facility is currently under construction and is scheduled to open next spring. The Saskatchewan government has proclaimed the coming week as Native Prairie Appreciation Week. The manager of the Saskatchewan Prairie Conservation Action Plan, Carolyn Godette, says it's important to highlight the importance of Native Prairie in Saskatchewan. Native Prairie is an important part of Saskatchewan's culture and economy, and so we're just trying to get or improve awareness and get people out appreciating Native Prairie. Why do you see it's important to expand the awareness of Native Prairie? So in Saskatchewan, it's estimated that between 17 and 21% of the original native prairie remains intact. So it's a valuable resource that touches many lives and many interest groups, including ranchers that rely on the sustainable use of native prairie for their livelihood and for others, such as for the cultural, spiritual, and recreational importance. Native prairie is very important, but it's almost a declining resource. Have efforts been made to try and improve or protect the native prairie? Yes. So PCAP, the Prairie Conservation Action Plan, has been around for since 1998, and it brings together 30 agencies and organizations that represent producers, industry, provincial and federal governments, nonprofit organizations, research and educational institutions that work together toward the common vision of native prairie conservation. So all these groups in their own way are working towards native prairie conservation. What are some of the key areas that native prairie ecosystems play in helping the environment? So native prairie for one can it provides food, a home, nesting material and protection for prairie wildlife, but also ranchers and their cattle depend 
on grasses for their livelihood. So that's the grasses in the prairie are the main food source for cattle. And there's also recreational opportunities, on, uh, I understand, too. Yeah, there's nothing like going out into a, a patch of native prairie and seeing all the different wildlife and grasses and the forbs that are that have been around for thousands of years. The wind blowing through the grasses, the birds chirping, it's really almost like a spiritual experience in a way. Very calming and enjoyable. Carolyn Godet is the manager of the Saskatchewan Prairie Conservation Action Plan. Last Friday, SAS Canola and the Prairie Agricultural Machinery Institute in Humboldt marked 25 years of working together on various research projects. Dave Gulliher is PAMI's president and CEO. We are all about farm machinery. Of course, Ask Canola, their passion is is increasing their product quality and yield. So the two organizations really have a good working relationship and us working to help advance farm machinery so that it can, um, it can help producers to produce more canola. Some of the PAMI research projects over the years include no-till seeding, canola storage, air distribution seeding systems, chlorophyll reduction in canola, as well as harvesting by straight cutting. Canola also is a, is a crop that matures a little differently than cereal grains, and we've been doing research recently just evaluating the different kinds of direct cut harvesting techniques and uh, cultivars that lend themselves to that because farmers... Uh, production window, window of opportunity is getting smaller all the time, and uh, we were just trying to help to increase the efficiency of harvesting. PAMI has about 60 employees in Saskatchewan, many of them at the home base in Humboldt. Dave Guller is president and CEO of PAMI in Humboldt. Back in a moment. The Market Update on The Source, 620 CKRM. Today... Viterra prices for canola rose $1.30 at four fifty-eight, $458. Oats increased $1.85 at $173.82. Number one red spring wheat fell $0.15 cents at $271.67. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $274.56. Feed barley, $127.03. Flax, $408.96. Yellow peas, $319. Feed wheat, $141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July wheat was up five and a quarter cents at six forty-eight a bushel. Back in the livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Twelve hundred and forty cattle on our Tuesday regular sale. Uh, that is a lot bigger than norm for this type of year, but the cattle still keep on moving. Uh, included one hundred and fifty pairs in a run. They averaged twenty two hundred. The better pairs at twenty four fifty to twenty five fifty. Cow market averages a dollar two eighty, and all the cows that go through the ring. A lot of the better cows at a dollar five to a dollar ten, with a lot of cows going back to feed, uh, bringing from a dollar five to fifteen. And the Hefferette trade, the two-year-old heifers, one fifty to one sixty, they average a dollar fifty-five. Getting into some of the plainer heiferettes that might look a year older, or for whatever reason, one thirty to one thirty-five. The bull market tops at a dollar forty-five fifty for uh, big solid limousine bulls. They average a dollar twenty-three fifty. In that average, that would include some bulls this time of year that are showing quite a bit of wear and tear. In the uh, yearling bulls, the 1,050, 1,200-pound yearling bulls average $1.57, trade from $1.53 to $1.65. That's the way it is in cattle, country, heartland, swift current. 
Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. I'm sold 4,500 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 199 to 201 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 200 to 202 per CKG. Hog prices for the week ending Friday, June 6th were SIG 3, 197.65, SIG 4, 192.76, SIG 5, 195.20, Cash, 193.70, Britco, 189.89, Thunder Creek, 188.63, and High Life, 192.76. Hams Marketing Cash Hog Price today is up $1.22 per CKG, and the forward contract prices opened higher this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up with a daily exchange rate at 1.3232. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 0.7569 cents US. There could be some pressure on prices in the near future as exports recently have been weaker, and the USDA supply forecasts have port production adding 200 million pounds over the next three months. Coming up, the farm weather forecast. Jim Smalley's Agro Weather on the Source 620 CKRM. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. A few showers, then ending around the noon hour and clearing. Wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, the high 22. Tonight, clear wind northwest 30, gusting to 50, then becoming light, the low 8. Tomorrow, increasing cloudiness early in the morning. Wind becoming south 20, the high 23. Chance of evening showers tomorrow, the low 12. Wednesday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 22, the low 10. Thursday, partly cloudy, 40% chance of showers, the high 17, low 8. Friday, cloudy, 40% chance of showers, the high 17, the low 8. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 18. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high 20. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 10. Sunrise, 447, and the sets, it sets at 913 tonight. On the roundup, Estevan 20, Saskatoon 18, Swift Current 18, Weyburn 16, Yorkton 19, Regina Cloudy 18, 64 Fahrenheit, Northwest 23, gusting to 34, humidity is 57%, barometer falling 101.6. Partly cloudy, Moose Jaw 20, West Northwest at 34. Once again, Regina Cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good